Hello, and welcome to Bible Brothers, the podcast where we read the Bible from front to back, and that's it. I'm Robert Padnick. With me, as always, is Dan Klein. Hello, Dan. Hi, Robert. Thank you so much for having me back. It's a pleasure. Dan, classic episode. Just us. Just us, and uh, not much to say about life this week. Nothing happened to either of us. No, I mean, there's like a coup in the election and Thanksgiving is coming up, but you know, I don't know. It doesn't touch me. Exactly. It's true. Yeah. I don't really have any personal news or biblical news. No. That's cool. Sometimes there's news, sometimes there's not. And we certainly nothing related to what's going on. I've been complaining, I guess. So in that way, I'm like the Jews leaving Egypt. You can relate to those guys, the mutterers. Probably the most relatable people in the Bible so far. Are the mutterers. The people who are not happy with their lot in life. Yeah, I think they might make the top 10 list for Exodus Mm, when we do our top 10 characters of Exodus. Of course. Well, speaking of some great characters, we've got some new patrons that I would love to welcome to the God Squad. Ring-a-ding-ding. Ding-a-ding-ding, that very special bell. Please, let's welcome Clementine. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine it's a real name. I didn't check with Clementine, but... Of course it's a real name. You don't think it's a real name? Based on the last name. I mean, Clementine is a real name. Clementine is a real name, but the last name is Swan. Clementine Swan? I mean, I guess you have to have a last name. Someone has to have a last name. And I would say if you're part of the Swan family, you're like, let's just keep it rolling. <laughs> you know what? We're already halfway there. Or, <laughs> yeah. The last name is a word. Make the first name a word. Well, Clementine, welcome. Thank you so much for your very special name. Clementine Swan is funny because it's two different categories of things. Yeah, things. <laughs> it's not. Though I guess that's less weird than being like Clementine Banana. That's true. Banana would be a weirder name. Maybe it's less weird to be in two separate categories. So I don't know. Well, Clementine, tell us your experience with your name. And thank you so much for donating to our fund, helping us pay for our human Cooper, who has been doing a great job editing these episodes. He's here right now. Thank you, Coop. Listening, watching, always. Just right in the shadows. Cooper is basically like our god at this point, because it's like if we were to mutter something, he would hear us and you'd be like, stop it. Just don't talk about it. Yeah, we can't just like whisper. We can't whisper complaints. No. Moses would come and say, guys, Cooper can hear you. He's right there. Yeah. Okay, just calm down. We're going to fix this. Being God is like editing a new podcast. Wait, God is editing a new podcast? No, I'm just saying that's the experience, what it feels like to be God. If you want to feel like God, just edit a podcast. Not that God would have his own podcast. Which that'd be interesting though. See what he's going on with him cuz that's what I'm always wondering when he's not around. I'm like, where's what what's happening? Oh yeah. I imagine it's about crafting like uh model plane and people podcast. And people. Oh, oh, like he's making little model planes, not that he's actually making real planes. No, not even. No, he just makes a, has a podcast about making model planes. Yeah, he likes to tinker. Yeah, <laughs> he does like to tinker. We know this. The tinker cast with God. It's the way he got out of his depressive state, which he was in around the end of Genesis. Yeah, probably for, you know, what was maybe hundreds or thousands of years. Generations and generations. I think he put himself into a hobby. Well, um, Clementine is here and we've got another patron, Erica. Erica. Erica and Clementine, welcome guys. I love a good uh, female name that's the male name with the A at the end. That's true. Actually, my middle name is Eric and I was supposed to be Erica if I was going to be a girl. Oh, that's great. Eric was going to happen no matter what. No matter what. Your gender wasn't going to stop him. 
No, that, that name's getting in. It's being forced in. I bet Erica had the same situation. Or at least something similar. Yeah. You'd have to imagine. You got to imagine. You got to imagine the parents are forcing that name through. And of course, we have um, our money bags. Uh, Bridget is still in the lead with the most money donated. Oh, she hasn't done anything. We're just, we just have to give her credit every time that she's number one, which is... She's got a streak. It's going to keep going until someone uh, decides to beat her. Guys, come on. Step up. I think I think the the bid is I think you have to pay three more dollars to be number one. Well, she again, she has a very funny reference, which is seven dollars and seventy seven cents, a reference to our boy Lamech, which is great. Can't argue with that. We haven't uh, divulged the news yet about Lamech. We haven't? No, we talked about it, and then we said we wouldn't do it for some reason. <laughs> but we can do it right now. I mean, is there anything else to cover? Um, Other than on the charts, we're uh, we're doing okay, guys. You know, we're not number one where we want to be, but we're, we're there we're, right now. We're currently ranked at number 16, which is not bad. Sweet 16. No, yeah. We, I feel like we're narrow coming in. Our, mm-hmm. our our variance is is diminishing. I think so. And we get some more Gabrus episodes, you know, we could beg him to come yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, that's show. what we got to do is just get him back. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, that's how you make a podcast. Should he just host our show? Should we give it to him? See if he wants it. Sac- make the sacrifice? I'm sure the corporation would be very happy about that. Oh, yeah. I wish we hadn't even given them the idea. We're we're under contract, so they can't just like get rid of us. But they don't even listen to the episodes. Well, I want to say they don't, but I don't know if Cooper ever reports back to them. Oh, like a mole. Yeah, I bet. Like a spy for the corporation. That would make sense. It is weird how Cooper came into our lives, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. It's just odd, the circumstances of Cooper coming here, and it makes you think maybe the Bible Brothers Corporation planted him i mean it it almost makes more sense that that's the case something to think about something to think about and be suspicious of while we read the bible today Uh, constantly (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah i mean gosh should we say this lamech news i guess so because we had talked about it we teased it and then we thought about making it like a special bonus episode but i don't know if we're going to do that oh yeah we might not have the energy exactly it's been hard enough i mean cooper's here to help us because it's been hard enough to just do the one episode a week yeah so let's just get get it get it out there in the open do you want to do the honors um i mean it pains me to say it but i yeah sure for people like us who love lamech we have been told now by multiple sources and i confirmed it that in a cruel and bizarre Mm -hmm. twist of fate turn of events both that um there are two lamics two lamics early on in the bible and the lamic that we have grown to love the coked out murderer (laughs) multiple white polyamorous multiple yes (laughs) we thought was noah's father which makes sense because they're all sort of nuts is not he is not noah's dad it's just a different lamic there's a different lamic it seems like perhaps for the first and so far only time in the bible thus far They've used the same name twice, and it happens to be for a favorite person. I don't believe it. No, I do. I've accepted it, barely. It makes a little bit of sense in that, like, the first Lamic was, like, around, like, yeah, the timing doesn't make sense. Right, right, right. It, I could make it work in my mind. But also, everyone was so old back then, we thought, oh What's my gosh, maybe, may, just maybe, he's Noah's father. And why wouldn't he be? Why would there be two Lamics? Who is naming their kids the same name at that point? So early in the history of man, they ran out of names, they had to do it twice. <laughs> like five names. Five names, but multiple wives, so. Yeah. I guess there was a lot going on. We still love the original Lamic. We do. It's... But it just would have been cooler if he turned out to be pivotal to history but you know what add him to the list of all the people that we love who are not 
integral parts to the Bible, but are kind of more on the outskirts. Yeah, it just was, for a second, it was nice to think that one of our outskirt friends could make it to the main stage. Yeah, at this point, we're sort of... Now we think they're relegated. They are just, if you're if you're born sidelined, you're not making it to the front page of the Bible. I feel like we're in the second city in Chicago doing our improv, and occasionally someone gets on Saturday Night Live, but you're like, ah, it's not... It wasn't that guy. No, it wasn't the guy I thought it would be, and... It wasn't our guy. It was a guy with the same name. Are we gonna... Are we just stuck here doing this forever? Like, how do we get to that next level? It makes me think that a certain man is not going to end up being Jesus. (laughs) Let's not jump to any conclusions yet, okay? Or that he won't bump into Jesus. Or bump into Jesus and point him towards the nearest, like, gas station. The nearest Garden of Eden. Yeah, excuse me, have you seen the Garden of Eden? It's this way. Or or I want to plant these seeds. I got these seeds for something called a tree of knowledge. And the certain man is like, maybe over there. And that's like where the Garden of Eden was. For the Wait, you're saying loop. Jesus planted the Garden of Eden? Yeah, for our time loop ending. Oh, right, right. Time loop. And we also think there might be a time loop. <laughs> I think these are good theories. Yeah, good theories. Good Bible theories for something that's already been written and has an answer. Yes, yeah, there definitely is an ending to it. Well, where are we at in the Bible right now? I know we're out of Egypt. There's a lot of muttering going on. And the Israelites just ate manna for 40 years. I mean, that's it. I don't even... I mean, there's, that, there's no more recap. Yeah, they... They ate manna for 40 years, but we're not sure yet if the next chapter is going to jump forward 40 years or if they just kind of did one of their Bible things where they said, you know, I don't know where we're going to be in space and time going into this chapter. That's true. I I didn't even think about that. All right. Well, let's get into it. Open up your Bibles. I would say dust them off. But at this point, there's no dust on these babies. They've been anything. They're worn down because we're using them so much. They're worn. Yeah, maybe rebind them. Reading, yeah, we're reading them so hard. <laughs> Just ripping pages. <laughs> Dog ear in it. Uh, to Exodus chapter 17. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, and pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Again? Everyone was thirsty last time, too. <laughs> Wait, did they ever get something to drink last time? They did. It came in the form of like, so basically they were complaining that they're thirsty. And then Moses was like, stop complaining. You know, it's it's annoying. And then God was like, yeah, I'll take care of it. So he kind of, that, that's when he threw Moses under the bus. But did he in fact, yeah, he might not have taken care he, of Well, it. he gave him manna, which was sort of watery yeah. leaves slash bread with honey and coriander our fav all of our favorite flavors i guess it's just possible that they may have not fully answered the drinking question yet he said like i am gonna do it the manna seemed like it was more like for my food mm-hmm. but but what's gonna quench me right this chapter might explain that nice the water chapter wherefore the people did chide with moses and said give us water that we may drink the mutterers, presumably, great, are back. They're, and they're they're kind of stepping up a little bit. Now we chide. We chide. Let's chide at them. First we mutter, then we chide. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Why chide, why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt the Lord? Right, he's kind of getting back into that. Like, don't bring it up with me because you're going to- Don't gonna... do this. Now in mine, he does say quiet at one point. Oh. Uh. Quiet, Moses replied, which I liked. Shh. I like quiet. I also like why chide ye? Why chide ye with me? Shh. <laughs> Everyone just shh for a second. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking, and I also have no power here, clearly. I hope you've realized this. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. 
<laughs> I'm not in charge. I don't get like regular orders from this guy. Moses is a fantastic number two. This is something that comes up in like the TV world of, you know, like who's the number two in the, let's say, writer's room or just like on set in general. Like you need that person who can communicate between the showrunner and the rest of the staff. Mm -hmm. And Moses is just taking heat from both sides, but he's dealing with it pretty well. Yeah. And often the job is just like an ability to just take the heat so that the number one doesn't have to take the blows, take the blow and then take the blows from the number one. So the rest of the whole staff doesn't have to deal with that. Right. Just you're like a buffer of like two warring parties. Just getting beat up. Dang. And the people thirsted there for water and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? We're getting a little bit of repeat here, but it's maybe because they're so frustrated. They don't even remember complaining about this in the first place. What do you where do you think murmuring lands on the scale on the on the scale between muttering and chiding? Mm, I think it's um halfway. It's like they're saying it to each other but loud enough so Moses could hear. So you think muttering is less than murmuring? I think muttering is like to each other like boy what is going on and then murmuring is like boy what are we what are we gonna do out here huh just gonna die yeah why would you bring us out here but like loud enough that the other person can like definitely to really it's for the other person yeah it's trying to get under moses's skin and i think it's working and then if you chide him you're just being you're outright hey you're tapping him on the shoulder can we talk clearly the murmuring didn't work right yes (laughs) let alone the muttering thought the muttering would have gotten you and and Moses is like, I heard it. I heard the muttering. I heard all of Everyone's it. Everyone's just getting at each other. It's hot. <laughs> They've been out there for a long time. It's a tough, tough situation. I get it. 40 years in the desert. Oof. Gosh, I would be muttering. Mm-hmm. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They be almost ready to stone me. And the Lord... That's cool. Yeah. Dang. And the Lord said unto Moses... Go on before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river, take in thine hand and go. Behold, I will stand before thee there upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah, because of the chiding of the children of Israel and because they tempted the Lord saying, is the Lord among us or not? Just to a little, re- I was getting a little bit lost there, but in mine, it on verse six, it mentions that water does gush out of the rock. So it does work. Yeah. I, I didn't, I don't know if I got that in yours. Um, yeah, well, they kind of, he says, go do this. Go and do then this. It just says Moses did it. This one confirms that there was, I guess it was a very water rich rock, which I didn't know that's a thing. Well, I think it was like a God trick. God trick. There's water in that rock. Why Again, why not just hand out glasses of water? Right. Or like have one of those, um, you know, coolers, uh, like a Poland Spring. Like a Gatorade? A Gatorade. <laughs> Some Gatorade would be great. They probably need the electrolytes. Probably be even better. And just like a little flavor? Yeah. Let me, let me get an orange. Uh. Um, like a, like a, with a little salt on the orange slice. Mm, you ever do this? Yeah, just replenish that. Or a, um, and now I feel like it's sort of advertised as like a Gatorade is a Pedialyte. Oh, for children. Because they probably weren't getting enough sick babies. So they're like, you know, Pedialyte does, is great for hangovers. That would be cool if you cracked the rock and a bunch of Pedialyte came out. Or Otter Pops. <laughs> like glowing blue, multi-berry, you know. Yeah, flavors. Flavor. <laughs> Could we, would it kill you for some flavors? Yeah, how about a little flavor? What about one of those like... 
miso things or whatever they're called that you squeeze into the water. Like a sparkling water machine. Yeah, that'd be really nice. I love sparkling water on tap at a restaurant for free. That's great. Oh yeah, like a coffee shop that coffee doesn't shop make that you pay for that. sparkling water. Yeah, that's that's really that's the, splendid. That's the dream. But um, uh, also just like I could see why Jewish people have grown into a culture of muttering and murmuring and chiding because <laughs> it does work. It, it, it's yeah, it's how it's. If anything, that's kind of the hero of the story right now. Yeah, they're like kind of keeping this train going. I mean, they wouldn't have food or water or anything if they didn't mutter. Yeah, because every time they ask, Moses is like, what do you want me to do? And then it kind of works out. It's like, we want you to ask him. And then God's like, oh, these people are so annoying. Fine, just give it to them. It's like, well, good. That's good. They need it. It's horrible because it makes, it would make my parents be like, see, the way I treat you is the right way. When I yeah, say like to, get, to give you anything, like it has to be an argument. Yes. And to like demand that you immediately write people thank you notes when they give you a gift, or, you know, passive aggressively, it makes you do it. So therefore, I'm right to do that. Yeah, right. Did you do it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, they would really like a thank you. It's like, I know I'm just opening it. God. Well, you know, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. You got the gift. It'd be nice if you if they got a thank you. Yeah, you would think the story would be maybe like. And then the moment they stopped chiding, like, then they got the water. My parents literally chided me this week because they're watching my dog, and I didn't call them to wish my dog a happy birthday. <laughs> you didn't call your parents to wish your dog a happy birthday. Yeah. And they chided you for that? Yeah, I was chided. What did they say? You know, we were a little disappointed he didn't call us to wish Wallace a happy birthday. Wait, what? <laughs> It's so insane. I mean, I guess that's their like weird way of getting me to call them more because it like, you know, it took a lot out of me to be like, what is going on? Am I wrong? So that means that before they brought it up on the phone, they must have had like a discussion amongst themselves. Yes. Like not even in your presence to be like, kind of weird. It's the Wallace's birthday today. Mm -hmm. Dan's not even kind of rude that he's not telling Wallace happy birthday. Can I say that we did communicate via text about it? but they were disappointed that I didn't give them the call. What? Yes. <laughs> Wait. Kind of I was chided. He, I mean, sure, yeah, he texted his dog happy birthday, but the dog doesn't can't read a text. Thought it, we would talk on like... the phone. <laughs> what, we can't talk on the phone? We're watching your dog, we can't talk on the phone? And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, we're communicating. But So they weren't mad about the birthday. They were just... Like, that was pointless. They were just saying, like, we wish you'd just talk to us on the phone. I think so. They're saying we're thirsty, and I'm saying... But their argument was the reason you should have is to wish a happy birthday to the dog. I think so. I think that psychologically is is what's going on there, but, you know... It's, it's wow. And it worked. We did talk after that. It, was, it wasn't was great, because I was furious, but, you know, it got me talking. You know... It's the water and the rock. I don't know if it's too late to do... too Not too late. Far too early to do a spinoff show where we just talk about your parents chiding you. But I'm happy to uh, do some bonus content. There's a lot of material there. There's a lot of material. Yeah. <laughs> the, the king and queen of murmuring. It's true. They are. Yes. The chiders. Uh, anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. The Bible. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choo- wait, what? Who? Who? Josh, you know. Is that a 
Who's Amalek? The warriors of Amalek. I think Amalek is a place. Then came Amalek oh, and I have... fought with Israel in Rephidim. Here's what I have. Just while the people of Israel were still at Rephidim, I guess this is where they're currently located. Yes. The warriors of Amalek came to fight against them. Oh, wow. So there's like a band of raiders, maybe. That's cool. And then Moses talked to, you know, his good friend, Josh. Have we ever talked to Josh? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know Moses as a friend, Josh. Yeah, his good pal, Josh. He's always kind of What about Aaron? Us. Why didn't he talk to Aaron? Aaron, his brother friend who we know exists. Or Miriam, the uh, Stevie Nicks-style dancer. Oh, prophetess sister. Yeah, she'd be great in this situation. There's so many characters that they're not talking about. He's like, hey, and everyone's anticipating who he's going to talk to. And then he's like, Josh. He turns to his left and it's like, reveal Joshua, who's been standing there this whole time. <laughs> yes. Hey. Hey, I'm Josh. Yeah, I'm your friend. Oh, yeah. Hey, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Moses? <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> you need help? Oh, the Amaleks. Crap. I got this. So then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. And this again reminds me of like what the hours are or how like once it gets dark, they can't do anything. Yeah, every time they're like, oh my gosh, something urgent is happening. Okay, tomorrow, first thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it when I wake up, but I got to rest and you know, it's dark. I'm not going to go out there. I can't wait for someone in the Bible to say like, should we do, let's do it today. Yeah. (sighs) Right now? Right. Wait, like now? Well, I I kind of imagine that you would fight the Amaleks and I I already kind of have this plan set. We did the plan today. You want to get right into it? I don't really like it when people tell me what to do. Yeah. I I already have this idea of how it's going to go down. So let, let me just. I'm kind of the one that's talking to God here, Josh, so I'll take care of it. Yeah. Thank you, though, for your input. Yeah, for doing things today. Yeah, why don't you just go ahead and take a bite of your manna that I got you from God, (laughs) and I'll take care. I'll do the staff mountain thing tomorrow. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the hill, top of the hill. Who is Hur? Aaron is at least there, but yeah, there's at least an... Aaron's here. But now they just keep adding people. It's like too many cooks, you know. It's it is. It's a lot. Yeah. It's like the humor of like every time they come back, there's like different new people. Yeah, Moses. You we were just talking. You're like, what? Who's this guy? Yeah, you're like, and now I'm now this guy her Gary. Gary. Gary and Ted. What are you doing here? Hey, Ted. Can you help us fight the Amaleks? Of course. You know, I'm a very reliable friend of yours. This is getting weird. Yeah. So now Moses, Aaron, and a new person her went to the top of the hill. So they're not fighting the Amaleks. He's helping them with the hill thing. Yeah, and holding his rod or something. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Why would he have that power? Yeah, the power to make you lose. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Don't, that seems... I think I know what you should do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, (laughs) but look at this. But my arm gets tired. It's not so easy. My arm gets really tired when I have to lift it, so. I think that's about to happen. But Moses' hands were heavy. Ah, because <laughs> this is why he wanted to do it tomorrow. You know that situation where like you have God powers to win the war and all you have to do is keep your hand up? 
that your hand is heavy. Totally, yeah. You're like, uh, I don't know. Can uh, my hand is so heavy? Ow, 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 ow! Like my shoulder. My shoulder's tight. <laughs> Weird. But Moses's hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. This is insane. So Moses is so tired that they're just holding up his hands for him and that's working? <laughs> like weekend at Bernie's? that hand up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. Except that in this like, Bernie one. Guys, we have to keep his hand up or we lose the battle. We're going to all die. And it's like, okay, just sit him down on the rock. and All right, put some sunglasses on him. <laughs> Keep his hand up. Put on some party music. I mean, he must be really almost dead if his hands are so heavy. I mean, I guess he is super old and has been wandering in the desert, but why are these guys so, like, sprightly and ready? I guess because they're worried they're going to die. I don't think he is old even, necessarily. Also, maybe Moses wants to die because he's just, like, had enough of the murmuring and muttering and then God. Yeah, it's like, who's, no one's on his side. Yeah, you see the toll that all this has taken on him. He's like, "I, I really don't care anymore it's just one of the weirder like bible logics that we've come across Mm -hmm. this like this this whole scenario is bizarre i've never heard of such a thing yeah and like god again god is seems sort of out of it in this case he's gave him his water and then he what walked away and now there's this battle and moses has this magical power but yes the magical power it's kind of like in movies when like it feels like every movie just comes down or every like science fiction you know the force and star wars or 11 and stranger things is just people like holding their hand pushing their energy force yeah and it's like it just means that they push things without touching it it kind of feels like that's what moses is doing telekinetically controlling it but he's like oh it's too much and then it's like don't worry the power of friendship like we're a team <laughs> oh yeah we're the x-men her it's me her and joshua it's me your two favorite friends joshua <laughs> and her getting together to help your arms stay up. finally We've been enemies for chapters, maybe, but now we are your friends. Now, this would have been much more exciting had Moses used his staff and, like, fought guys. Well, it's, again, it's like your, like, X-Men analogy. It's like, that's just the way to save budget on movies is, like, you just, like, show them, like, just going with their hands. And you don't really have to deal with, like, what's actually happening. No, you don't have to choreograph a fight scene or anything. It's just like, well, we'll just, like, close up on Moses' face and we'll see the anger he's going through and then like we'll just cut back and like the amalex will be vanquished that's great that's that saves us a lot of money and it's a it's also going to cut down on time because this thing is already pushing. Th- i feel like a line producer kind of went through the bible and did a pass it was like instead of this big random battle that like doesn't even move the plot forward like can we ju- if you have to do it can we just do the side story where it's more just about moses on the hill pushing his energy well who's moses gonna go up on the hill with though because he needs help Cause, right because the other people are in the battle i mean can we huh. give him like a friend he doesn't have to say anything we'll save money on that yeah then oh yeah you don't have to pay that's a huge savings yeah just like we'll get an extra just don't give her a line her can like nod and shake his head but don't have him say anything just don't have him say anything he can't he cannot say anything we cannot go over budget right now <laughs> just keep his mouth shut <laughs> this is a crazy chapter well to finish this chapter and joshua discomfited amalek and his people with the edge of the sword what is that joshua and his troops were able to crush the army of amalek so they did it oh but doesn't discomfited mean like just to make uncomfortable that's a funny way to say vanquished yeah he made amalek feel uncomfortable with this with the edge of his sword yeah i bet 
It's one way to think about it. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord hath sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. What? So, in in a little bit easier version, God appears during this battle is like, Psst, hey, you should write this down. This is good stuff. <laughs> write this in a book. Yeah, write a book. This is the book. first time he's ever, they've ever talked about a, a book. No, and it almost feels like that corny thing where the end of the movie is like one of the characters writing it all down. Totally. I think that's how Game of Thrones ended is Sam is writing it, right? Oh, yeah. There was a little bit of that. He's like, I should call it A Song of Fire and Ice. Shh, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> Moses um, builds an altar pretty quickly for a tired guy guy and calls it in my version it says the lord is my banner which is a funny title i i was hoping you would call it the bible well i don't know if he's writing them is this is this how they is this writing the bible i don't know i i guess i and that's what i was imagining is that moses is going to write all of this down but i guess he's just writing about the battle and then this this double mention of the lord the lord swore that the lord will have war with amalek that's a cool lyric again he's like talking about himself in the third person he's just losing his mind but they have dared to raise their fist against the Lord's throne. So now the Lord, yeah, the Lord will be at war with Amalek generation after generation. I'm going to hold a grudge. Who's Amalek? Who is this guy? I don't know. They're just like, I imagine they're like a band of raiders. But they keep speaking about him, at least in my book, in like the first person, or like as like a singular person called Amalek. They never say there's like a group of people. In mine, it feels like they're referring to Amalek as a, a band. I'm not saying that's definitely what's happening, but that's that's how it feels. So weird that this is the first time ever that God was like, put this in a book. Yeah. Like this, this among all the other things you've done. A lot of crazy things have happened, man. Like, you just dropped these 10 plagues. You didn't say put that in a book. He's like, start. you almost think he's kind of changing his career path or something. Yeah, he's like, hey, he's like you know a... what? I should start writing this stuff down. Yeah, I could be like a writer. Hey, Moses, <laughs> you do it. Like, yeah, you do it. What are you going to do, God? I just... I've lived a very interesting life. Start with this one. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, big battle that I'm going to win. So you want to put like the whole part where you created the universe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. That'd be yeah. really good. Write that down. <laughs> are you doing it? <laughs> Okay, what a crazy chapter. They won a random battle uh, in the desert against the Amaleks. Is that the end of the Amaleks? Maybe. Maybe. Also, God just calling them out and being like, I, I'll hate these people forever. Yeah, okay, great. So now you hate the Amaleks. You know what? It's like he just got through hating the Egyptians. Like, God kind of needs someone to hate at any one time. You know people like that who are like, do you really, like, you just can't be chill yeah, for a second need... like once you get past one issue you're like suddenly like now this person is like the problem totally it's like i think you might be the problem i think you might be the problem <laughs> I, don't, like, I don't know if i've never even heard of these amaleks yeah now you hate them forever like we we okay i don't know if we'll ever see them again but okay that's how you want to live your life god like always hating <sighs> not the way makes to me go. think like neither yeah neither one of these people was really the problem no well i love this chapter and i think it's like kind of a as in my opinion, 
back to form for the Bible. A little I was bit. getting a little bored. And isn't it weird that the plagues, which should have been so objectively crazy and good, yeah. were bad. And yeah. this part, which is so random, is good. I think that's what we're learning that we like is is the bizarre surprises. The kind of the random stuff. That are not talked about as much. Yeah, I've never heard of this anecdote at all. I never knew that at one point in Moses' life, he got so tired that his best buddies held up his arms so they could win a battle. Right. Wouldn't have ever, if you made me guess a million times something Moses did, mm-hmm. would never get there. I don't think that would be on the list either. Yeah. No. Um. All right. Should we do another? Hell yeah. This one is called Chapter 18. Ooh. I wanted to give it a title, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't. All right. When Jethro, okay. Who? What? <laughs> when Jethro awoke. <laughs> now we start on Jethro. When Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses's father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord hath brought Israel out of Egypt. Then Jethro, Moses's father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses's wife, after he had sent her back and her two sons, of which the little sitcom here, they're going to go back and live with Jethro. Yeah, go back from where he just like they were in the middle of the desert. And he's like, okay, you guys go. I think we're far enough. Go ahead back. You guys head back, head back where? Across the desert? Are they going back to des- uh, to Egypt? Well, no, they live. They do live in a different place called Midian. Okay, so I, let's assume that it's go- they're going back to Midian. But kind of a dick move to just be like, you guys, you're good to go. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll keep wandering. It's like, well, should we all go there? Yeah. Surprise! There's no muttering. No muttering from Z- Zipporah. How come she gets to go? I want a house. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Good point. Why isn't everyone like, oh, we? That, that's an option. Midian. You know where it is? Great. Let's go. Are we not lost? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I thought we were lost in the desert <laughs> you know exactly where midian is just take a beeline to midian yeah boom you'll you're, you're gonna see it you can't miss it weird okay and so he sends her back with her two sons of which the name of the one was gershom for he said i have been an alien in a strange land a lot of people say that <laughs> he's just copying yeah good point <laughs> i said it too right yeah yeah well you said stranger i'm an alien yeah yeah i made it a little different remember those like how big aliens were when we were like 12 and like you'd like pay a buck for like a shiny sticker mm. at like an arcade of like a take me to your leader of like just like an alien face. Yeah, aliens were really cool for a while, and they're still out there because like they're in the emojis and stuff. But it's not used quite as much as it once was. No, I feel like we were like at the right time and place for some real alien love and like alien like stoner aliens. Yeah, that's not really a thing anymore. Of like an alien that's like puffing on like a joint and giving you the peace sign <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's too bad yeah <laughs> those guys were super cool <laughs> and the name of the other was eliezer for the god of my father said he was mine help and delivered me from the sword of pharaoh and, and jethro moses's father-in-law came with his sons and his wife unto moses into the wilderness this is crazy it says jethro now came to visit moses <laughs> So they can just walk back and forth easily. It seems like they're in their backyard or something. The geography is crazy. Also funny that they like don't spend a second telling you who Joshua and her are, but they every time they mention Jethro, they're like Moses's father-in-law. You got to know that about Jethro. For some reason, they are really driving that point home. Don't worry about Joshua's backstory. It's not that interesting. He's just a regular guy. But Jethro. Mm. Okay, so they went to Midian, then they picked up Jethro and went back to the desert where he encamped at the Mount of God. And he said unto Moses, 
Moses, I, thy father-in-law, Jethro, am come unto thee, and thy wife and her two sons with her. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law. Gotta mention these, his father-in-law. And did obeisance, and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare, and they came into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and all the travail that had come upon them by the way and how the Lord delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who hath delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who hath delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. I wonder where this is going. I know. It's like, <laughs> this whole tent better explode in two seconds. Yeah, it's like, it, it kind of feels tense. Like something we don't know is is bubbling beneath the surface but but what but what now i know that the lord is greater than all gods for in the thing wherein they dealt proudly he was above them so that's kind of a big deal right maybe that like the word of god is starting to get out there okay i guess got a new follower i guess it's interesting if your father-in-law was like a doubter and like you'll never make anything of yourself what are you doing with this like with this rock and roll music it'll never succeed Mm -hmm. and then he's like gotta admit you did it sounds pretty good too i i like it i like the stuff it does have a beat it's a great album yeah kind of can't dance and you can see my toes tapping <laughs> but i'm pretending i don't like it but my toes are tapping. right right but it's there's something in me something to it mm. and jethro moses's father-in-law took a burnt offering and sacrifices for god and aaron came and all the elders of israel to eat bread with Moses's father-in-law before god can i have some of that bread this is crazy with the father-in-law i can't Am I going crazy? I feel like I'm going nuts. Do they keep mentioning that he's his father-in-law? You need to stop it. Yeah, they're obsessed. Is that what this whole chapter's about? I've never heard someone talk about their family relationship this many times. I've never said the phrase father-in-law. I probably said the term father-in-law more than I've ever said (laughs) in my whole life collectively. Why are they so obsessed with that idea? They love it. They Yeah, they just think it's like so kooky. Like, could you imagine being with your father-in-law having this conversation? (laughs) And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from the morning unto the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning unto even? I like that he he seems like he's confused about what's going on. Like, what's the power structure here? It's you and then everyone else? He's kind of like the voice of the audience. Yeah, like, what's... This is a weird relationship. What is going on, though? What is it... He He's judging the people? Like, what? I'm not totally sure, but it does seem like he's... May, maybe... I can't tell if he's being like these people are losers or if he's like are you taking all this on on your own here wait a minute there's got to be a better way like what's his what is he curious about i'm not sure all we know is that he is a father-in-law so (laughs) (laughs) and moses said unto his father-in-law because the people come unto me to inquire of god when they have a matter they come unto me and i judge between one and another and i do make them know the statutes of god and his laws and moses his father-in-law said unto him the thing that thou doest is not good thou wilt surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee for this thing is too heavy for thee thou art not able to perform it thyself alone that makes sense like we just saw him be so exhausted that he couldn't even lift his arms so he's like dude you're gonna burn out man i know dare i say 
this is starting to make sense. Yes, yeah, I'm very surprised that Jethro is a good voice of reason. He's pointing out some good stuff. And it's not just like randomly his hand was tired. He's like, you're getting burned on both ends. This is crazy. It's so funny that he saw it right away. Like, wait a minute, these guys go up to you and you're talking to this? Hold on, hold on. We got to restructure this thing. This guy's like or the original work-life balance guy. Mm-hmm. You could have it all, Moses. Yeah. Who knew that it happened this early? I thought this was like a contemporary thing, this whole idea that like you can't work too hard. Yeah, I, I would not think, especially in the Old Testament, that that would be a lesson is, you know what? Sometimes you got to make things a little easier on yourself. Yeah, it's like you spend some you have some you time. Feels decidedly not Jewish of an idea. No, no, no. I don't relate to this. No. <laughs> but this guy, by the way, is not Jewish. Jewish. Oh, so it, uh, he needs a Gentile to come in and be yeah. like, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, what are buddy, you doing to yourself? Crack open a beer, chill out for a second. Hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward, that thou mayest bring the causes unto God. What is Godward? You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing him their questions to be decided. Mm, Godward is like, um, Godward is like forward or backward. It's like if you send things to God, it's called you. It's You're in a Godward God direction. And the, so he continues, and thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt shew them the way wherein they must walk and the work that they must do. You're gonna still there's still some work to be done. You're gonna do it. You're gonna be lead by example. Teach them. But moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of ten. And let them judge the people at all seasons, and it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. If thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure and all this people shall also go to their place in peace. Now, this seems like a pretty good idea. It's almost like establishing a government, you know? Of like, yeah, or like bureaucracy. Yes, yeah, the invention of bureaucracy. I'm very surprised that God doesn't have an opinion about this. Yeah, it's weird that he's like calling the shots. Like, should, I, if I were Moses, I'd be like, sounds good, but let me run it by my boss. Right, because like, this, he's ultimately... I can't. He told me to do this. For God to either hear that or not, you know, to come back and see that and be like, what's going on? Who who told you to do this? To You can't imagine. It's hard to imagine Moses going to God and saying, hey, my father-in-law told me a different way to do it. Are you cool with this? And God being like, yeah, sure. That's a great idea. Unless, you know, God, as we know, is going through his own things and maybe he's, you know, not paying attention. So if... You'd have to catch God in the right moment to tell him that. And he'd be like, huh? Well, yeah, sure. Just do whatever. I don't have time for this right now. I'm doing my, my tinker cast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fine. That sounds fine. I don't care. Greetings. Welcome to episode 53 of the tinker cast. <laughs> I'm God. We're going to continue with the ship in the bottle. Just tinkering around. You know, we're not rushing it. <laughs> All right. So uh, to finish this chapter. So that's what he, he gives him this good idea. So. So Moses hearkened to the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he had said. And Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and 
rulers of tens, and they judged the people at all seasons, the hard causes they brought unto Moses, but every small matter they judged themselves. And Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went his way into the own into his own land. So we'll just stay out here in the desert. You go home to Midian, have a good old time. Thanks, though. Yeah, really awkward um, staging to get they're like, they really, really wanted to get Jethro in this scene. Yeah. But the writers of the Bible were like, wait, this is, shoot, we kind of screwed ourselves. Like, Moses is lost deeply in the desert. And they're like, that's fine. Just, he comes for like a day, notices this thing, gives the speech, and then and then leaves. It's easy. He's like in, I forgot what season of Lost it is, but when they had longer seasons, they had a few like filler episodes and there would be sort of A stories about side characters, but they'd have to like kill those characters by the end of the episode. (laughs) Right. So it's like, why do we learn about them? It's more of just like a side story. And as you're watching it, you're like, this is entertaining, but I'm so invested in the main story. Do I really need to see Jethro for a whole episode? Yeah. Dare I say, why didn't they give all of Jethro's responsibilities to like an Aaron? God, Joshua, her. Yeah. Joshua and her, after helping Moses, realized that Moses couldn't take on all of these responsibilities himself. Right. They had to come in at the last second to just like win like win that war because he shockingly like got exhausted. You think there'd be a follow-up conversation of like, man, you can't keep doing this to yourself. Here's what we are, we're going to propose. And this was like a big moment for Joshua and her who hadn't really established themselves. That, that would have been great. That would be better. Jethro's gone now. Jethro, his father-in-law. There's definitely a second pass that could be taken on the Bible. I think so for, because it's one, it's great that they have some of those budget cuts that the line producer has put in, but they also would need some people to just piece together the stories. I could make a deeper, yeah, some deeper cuts. Probably wanted to bring in another round of writers. I'd consolidate some of these characters. Total. I mean, even Josh and her could have been one character. Or not, or not, again, not, or none at all. Could have been Aaron, could have been Miriam. I mean, so far, Josh and her haven't done a damn, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. I mean, they lifted his hands, but it could have been anyone. Aaron again. It could have been Aaron. They weren't like particularly good hand lifters. That was like, I need the strongest men or something. It was no, just like- No, they're just some randos. Rando guys. So, okay. Well, thanks for the advice, Jethro. You know, it's good advice. Great advice. Break things down, divide and conquer, small goals to get you to the- the bigger goals. I like all that, those ideas. It's funny to think about the people in charge who are the rulers of 10. <laughs> you know, there's like rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, mm-hmm. rulers of... First of all, I could, I didn't realize there were so, so many people, period. That's true. It is a lot of people. I guess I kind of imagined like, I don't know, a thousand tops. Yeah, I, I think I was thinking more along the lines of like 40, which, you know, doesn't really make sense. But just because you could hear right. the murmuring and... right. But this is at the very least in the thousands. Yeah. Seemingly less than 10,000, more, less than maybe 10,000. Gosh, I mean, as much as I'm on the side of the murmurs for being like, what's going on out here, Moses? There is a little bit to be said about personal responsibility that it's like, you guys got thousands of people. You can't figure out something to be like, I don't know, to put together at least to have a formal complaint rather than just, you know, being frustrated. You're saying like, you, there's just like too many people to be bugging the leader. Too many people to be bugging the leader without having come up with some plan of their own or tried something or, you know, like it's a little bit, I mean, I agree with the complaints, but it's a, I think it made more sense when it was such, in my mind, such a small band of people 
Right, they have like the attitude of yes. like 40 people. But in fact, there's like an incredible amount of people. Yeah, that they could do anything. And apparently they're very close to Midian. Yeah, they should just go. Some of them should just <laughs> Just bail. go there and get some bread. I think that was just like a cheat i Total don't cheat. think they i don't think the bible wants you to think that midian is accessible no i'm imagining um jethro came in on one of those like hovering motorcycles in the mandalorian and in star wars in general like mm-hmm. yeah and could just kind of cruise in and cruise out <sighs> yeah like, comes in <laughs> takes off his helmet they have a talk and he's like i have to go there's definitely the taking off the helmet scene because yeah. then they're like oh the guy that we've seen before mm-hmm. that's fun yeah he's back good old jethro jethro okay so you know sort of of um, low-key well not really low-key there was a war and then there was, there was a, a whole war that felt very low-key yes that's why I was going to say I guess they just invented the idea of bureaucracy but there was a war and then bureaucracy so I guess next time we come into the Bible they'll be a little bit more organized yeah I love that <laughs> slightly more organization and then yeah there's some guys that are in charge of 10 people that are like hey hey I'm watching you yeah really on the ground <laughs> concerns looking around how are your just 10 like, doing there's 10 like really basic stuff like I got a little, I'm a little sniffly today. All right. Well, I don't need to tell that to the ruler of hundreds. <laughs> um, thanks for telling me, but yeah, don't get too close to anyone else in our 10, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's fine. Um, but okay. I'll let them know. And yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. You know, I did just find, I did just find out this is neither here nor there, but in China, when there mm-hmm. was like Mao was ruling over it, they did this where they split up everyone into tiny groups. Yeah. But they were trying so hard to impress Mao that they kept lying to each other and it would go up the ladder about how much crops they were producing. Oh. And so then they were like, great, we're producing so much because everyone kept lying that they started to sell like the rice and stuff and that caused the greatest famine in the history of the world. How can you say that's neither here nor there? That's like the most interesting... <laughs> well, I, that it wasn't biblical. ...fact you could bring into this story. It wasn't biblical, but yes, it was no, like... No, but it's like kind of an analysis of whether this is a good idea or not yeah well they did they were like don't lie you know jethro did put that in there i mean i imagine in china they did the same thing too they were yeah like, i'm sure they said don't lie don't lie because that would be a huge problem and then it did it caused yeah. a massive problem right because another problem if you have too much bureaucracy is like each individual layer doesn't they're not going to like take on the onus of honesty or responsibility they could kick it up to their upper or lower boss yeah so maybe we'll deal with that in the next chapter i, I kind of don't I think that's that. gonna happen i kind of don't think so <laughs> But yeah, certainly interesting in China. Yeah, once again, that'd be great. Don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that that happened in like the 50s or 60s and couldn't be incorporated into the Bible because that was already written. It's too bad they didn't read the Bible and see that, oh, wait, but we don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing. No, right? yeah. At this point, it might have been the... Maybe they did read the Bible and they were like, that's a great it's idea. It's a great idea as long as nobody lies and they're like, got it. But then they're like, well, I don't want to be the person who's not producing as much rice as I said I was going to. So as long as you don't have a single bad actor. Every, this plan will work That's perfectly. True. As long as everyone is constantly honest. Well, maybe Joshua or her could turn out to be a bad guy. Like a mole. Mm-hmm. Like a Cooper. That would be cool too. All right. Well, there's there's stuff we to look to forward to. We keep these ideas cataloged when we write our, dare I say- Our new Bible? Yeah. We'll just say new. Not better. Just, just new. different. Just different. If you like it, you like it. Yeah. And if you guys liked the episode today- Give us that five star Great rating segue. on iTunes. Yes, let nice. people know about us, please. Tell us, tell them about our good segues. Yeah, we're, we've been we've been nailing the segues. So that's your huge. segues are so good these days. I, I they sometimes are imperceivable. That's how good they are. Yeah, it's it's uh, in the mist. They just are very natural. They're so natural. It's like a smooth, silky layup. Mm. But yeah, please. Please give us five stars. Please tell your friends. And please keep reading those Bibles. Yeah. Get them all dirty and nasty. Get them dusty and then dust them off. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, all right, guys. All right. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>